it's all gonna happen in the soil of love. Hi, I'm Lou. Welcome to Therapy and the Body. Tune in to hear me and my therapist friends talk about why it's important to include the body in the therapeutic process. This podcast is for clinicians, clients, and anyone who's interested in exploring the body's experience. You guys, I'm very excited to have Erica Berman here with us today. She's one of my best friends and she also feels like a big sister. I'm always watching to see what she'll do next in the realm of spiritual growth and somatic education. Erica has a background in social justice work and sex worker advocacy. She's a queer somatic psychotherapist and much of her clinical work is around abandonment, anxiety, anger, grief, trauma, and holistic and spiritual health. She's now working very closely with our mentor, Shirley DeVere, to develop and expand a new healing modality called Relational Somatic Healing. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Erica, I'm so happy that you're doing this interview with me today. And it is an excuse just to spend some time together talking about something we both really love, right? Nice, yes. Thank you so much. What a great introduction. It's so good to be here with you today. So I first got into somatic therapy because I was looking for something to support my own process around anxiety. I was having very intense anxiety syndromes for a few years daily. Um, it was debilitating me so that I wasn't working very much. And it was really affecting my life in a hard way. So I had a friend suggest somatic therapy, and so I went and I looked at it online. It sounded really interesting and incorporates the body, and I thought that that was really interesting because traditional talk therapy, I had often felt like could only get me so far. I had done many, many years of it. Um, I'd always wanted to be a therapist, too, since I was very young, but I hadn't really gotten on my path with that yet. Mm. Yeah, so I went online, and I found the Somatic Experiencing website, and I found a therapist on there who was just starting out herself. This was back in 2000. She did touch therapy, which not all Somatic Experiencing practitioners do, but I just lucked out and found her. It was just totally kismet for me to find her. Wow. So that was amazing. How did you even know about Somatic Experiencing? Um, I googled Somatic and Oakland because um, I was living here, mm -hmm. and that's the first thing that came up was the Somatic Experiencing website, but I didn't know... I didn't know that was its own method. I didn't know that somatic had a few different methods underneath the umbrella, which actually is a lot of methods under the umbrella. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'll just say for our, our listeners that somatic experiencing is a specific somatically oriented healing modality. And that, like Erica was just saying, there are many types of somatic modalities. That's right. And, and somatic experiencing is very trauma-oriented, and it's, it's got a lot of interventions. It's not so much relational, which is something that I'm more focused on now, but there's a, has a lot of great exercises and tuning into the body and thinking about healing in a very different way than traditional psychotherapies do. And she did touch, which was amazing. And she didn't do touch in the beginning. And we just did a lot of body-based exercises, and that helped. Mm -hmm. But then one day I said I was too tired to come to therapy. And mm. she said, what about if we do table work instead, meaning the massage table? And I thought I was going to be getting a massage that day. So that sounded <laughs> good. 
that's not what I was getting. <laughs> but it was it was it was even better in some ways because it was this systemic co-regulation healing. And what what I mean by that is I think that this is one of the most nourishing pieces of the touch somatic therapies is that when the therapist, the clinician is regulated and is really in their body and fully present and then comes into the connection that way and puts their hands on the client, the client after a while can then feel that energy and the energy of that calm, stable, the, your audience probably knows about the window of tolerance, I know you Right. So coming back to that theory, being in, when the therapist is in the window of tolerance um, and puts their hands on the client in a, in a well-boundaried, centered, grounded way, very gentle, fully clothed kind of touch, holding, not, not a massage kind of touch, but just a gentle holding, and can be still and be with the client, then the client can feel that regulated energy. And then we get into co-regulation, where the client themselves can, can actually shift the nervous system. Client's nervous system shifts and, and follows the nervous system of the clinician, and then the client can have a, a, t a real taste in their system of what it means to be regulated and how it feels to be in your window of tolerance. Wow, it always, the first thing that comes to mind is babies. Yes, totally. And that's how it feels, actually, uh, on both ends. I think as a client, I mean, I don't know how explicitly clients really understand that or even want to think of it that way, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but it is, there is something about the holds that's similar to what a baby needs and maybe didn't get in the way that they needed because maybe the caregiver wasn't regulated, you know, no fault of their own. There's lots of reasons why people aren't regulated, um, but the baby wasn't held in a regulated way. And so the nervous system wasn't formed in such a way where they really know what it's like to feel regulated and that's metabolized into their system. Mm -hmm. And so, but the cool thing about this and about our nervous system and our body and attachment and all these different theories is they can heal. So even if you didn't get that as a baby, if you can get that as an adult with a trusted therapist or a partner or someone that you're close to that is themselves regulated, that you can take that in, you can actually shift your tissues, you can shift your organs, you can shift your nervous system into a more regulated state and that can be with you ongoing. That's so beautiful and inspiring. Like even if we didn't get these things as a baby or a kid, that we can actually get them now. Yes. And in a way that's really supportive and aligned with our own goals as adults. Mm -hmm in relationship that's right and also i like to think that we're all just not that different than kids or babies totally <laughs> no, no, i love that you know yeah we yeah. all have that baby side of us that needs connection and just needs to be held and doesn't need to think about things and doesn't need to figure them out doesn't need to do anything to be loved but just to be now the thing that is different about relational somatic healing is it also brings in the relationship emotionally what's happening can't what oftentimes when we um, didn't get that kind of co-regulation as babies we didn't get it emotionally in some ways too um, and and so our nervous systems are kind of organized around either not feeling safe or not feeling like um, we're getting the nourishment we're able to take in the nourishment that we need often is what happens as adults there might be nourishment around but we don't know how to take it in 
Or the third way is that we don't feel like we can fully be ourselves and autonomous and still be in connection. Mm-hmm. And so holding that as the framework that we all, as humans, often have these core woundings and these core ways of being organized around these three different wounds or these three different ways that we need to strategize around that we can bring in the healing around those three issues through touch and i'm gonna introduce our four-legged friend here matilda if you hear some breathing and moving about it's matilda she's she's on erica's lap looking very cute and happy and she's providing erica with some touch nourishment right Absolutely. now <laughs> co regulation so yeah. it's really sweet yeah so if you're here's some heavy breathing it's matilda perfect yeah it is so touch being regulating for our nervous system that's really a big part of this new modality that you're supporting shirley with right yeah it's um relational that's a big part of it the relationship between the therapist and the client kind of mimicking how we do relationship in general so there's that component and then the touch where the body-to-body regulation right yes yes absolutely Mm -hmm. and 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 this kind of um, somatic healing doesn't need the touch it can be done verbally it can be done with lots of different kinds of regulation just breathing together feeling yourself feeling the therapist with you but the touch can be a nice addition to really support getting back into our bodies, allowing our tissues, because our tissues, you know, if we're, if we're not organized around knowing what it's like to be, to be in co-regulation and to get our needs met in that way, we oftentimes will build armor. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very hard to let things in. And we don't even know that it's hard to let things in. We don't even know we're not letting things in. We just feel like we're all alone and we don't know why. Right? There could be, right. we could have a partner, a loving partner, we could have people around us, and we still feel alone. Mm-hmm. Because we have the alone armor on. That's right. And, and it's always in the spirit of love and empathy and care. We never are judging our clients or, you know, fixing them, but we're being with what's real and what's here. Um, and we're sharing with the client how we're noticing in our own bodies and in the connection how we, we feel them with us and offer a new way and it's always an option it's, it's always an offering it's never telling somebody what to do it's never directing it's just offering you know maybe there's another way and i'm right here with you and i wonder how we can be in this together and to really create space for whatever defenses and whatever strategies are here because they're really inner wisdom you know we, we survived childhood and we survived getting through life up to now with these beautiful strategies but they might not be working as well as we'd like them to be anymore. Mm-hmm. And they might be getting in the way of us having the deeper intimate connections that we want to have. Mm-hmm. And so the practice is pointing it out and being with it and allowing space for it to really be here so that it can kind of complete the cycle that it wants to complete and then bringing in a new way. And if the client feels like this new way would serve them better, then we can really just be with that. And that's what's so beautiful about the touch is it's offering the new way in a more body-based way um, so that it can be taken in through the body, the tissues, the organs, the nervous system, not just cognitively, because that's mm-hmm. only a piece of the puzzle. 
really. Not the whole thing. Yeah. I'm interested to know if you have a favorite touch intervention. Well, because of my teachings through Shirley and Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen, her teacher, um, is the kidney is really the place I'll often go in the beginning of a touch session. Well, I'll never start a session, a somatic session, on the table. First, we'll always start in a regular kind of therapeutic couch chair scenario, and then we'll notice what themes are coming up. And with some themes, I might say, hmm, maybe we can explore this through touch, and I'll offer it. Mm -hmm. Or we could explore it through mindfulness, or we can just be with it together. There's lots of ways to do it. But if people feel open to that, then we can go to the table, and I'll have them lie on the table on their back and put a blanket over them so they feel comfy. Um, and warm and safe and with some pillows underneath their knees and their neck if they want and oftentimes I'll I'll just sit next to them and just take a moment to feel are we here together and is there an opening for me to come in because I don't want to just rush in part of the healing actually is for people to really feel like their consent is super respected Mm. Um, and, and sometimes with some situations with some strategies that is the healing to just sit with the really letting the person feel that they have full control over what's happening mm-hmm. and that how that their consent is prioritized and we're just going to sit with that um, and with some people they really need to feel deep connection so that's not as important I mean of course I'm going to feel into the consent piece first but but with some people nourishment is more what's needed so we'll be with that for a moment they'll be like yes of course get over here and <laughs> essentially energetically and then I'll come in closer a little bit sitting down I'm not ever standing over people because I want them to really feel the client on the table to really feel that there's not a power thing happening but that I'm there with them Um, and then I'll come in a little bit closer and maybe offer to hold a kidney kidneys are great because it's it's connected to the vagus nerves and it's a really relational organ most of our organs are inside of a sac I don't remember what the name of the sac is right now, uh-huh. but the kidney isn't. The kidney is outside of that sac. Huh. And so there's something relational about that where it's sort of closer to other humans, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. Because it's not in that sac. Uh-huh. Um, and it's also when there is developmental trauma and issues around safety or dysregulation, the kidneys will be kind of a little drier and a little closer into the middle of the body Uh and when there's healing and nourishment and safety that starts to come in the kidneys will when somebody is on their back if you think about it the kidneys will start to float down and get a little bit of lubricated on the inside Mm -hmm. and they'll start to rest and relax Mm -hmm. and so what we're doing in relational somatic healing is gently putting our our hand underneath and kind of cupping where the kidney is underneath it and then just saying hello I'm here and you're and I mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna be still and quiet and I'm just gonna breathe and I'm gonna make sure that I'm really regulated before I ever touch anybody and just feeling the earth, feeling the sky, mm-hmm. and just really taking my time and then the kidney often will start to float down and just rest in the hand. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know that there's some regulation coming into the system. You, your system can communicate with the client's system through the kidney. And you can feel that, or can the clients feel that? I can feel it. I think it's hard to feel as a client to feel the kidney float down, mm-hmm. but I can definitely feel the kidney. Come. How do you feel it? 
What is it like? It, it, it really is kind of the size of the palm of your hand. I can start to just feel what was sort of empty space. There's like a, a nice little kind of sack that just floats down into the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. And it's so subtle. So you can feel the kind of subtle mm-hmm. weight of it kind yes, of? Yes, exactly. Wow. Yeah. And then the, when somebody's starting to get regulated, you can often tell because their their gastrointestinal stomach will start, start working yeah right people will fart or they'll uh-huh. um they'll have like stomach gurgles uh-huh. and that's great because that means that they're coming back into their window of tolerance yeah so when that happens people get kind of shy sometimes i'm like no this is good we really it's like burping after a really good meal you know? yeah so that's so cool because in a touch session you can literally feel and hear this happening. Yes. What we're talking about actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're living in a chronic state of fight or flight or freeze or fawn, um, then you might notice that you don't have much of an appetite. You can't even think about food, you know, or your relationship with food gets skewed. It might be that you want to eat at odd hours or, you know, you forget to eat. So when, mm-hmm. once we become regulated, we start to notice what our body wants more. Right. Yeah. Right. And our body starts to want the things that keep us thriving, not just surviving. Um, something that's really vital to relational somatic healing is that we're not doing anything to anybody. All we're doing is just being with them. Mm. And everything's done in the spirit of just being together and just mm-hmm. letting that organically kind of unwind the healing process, which is already there. We mm-hmm. always have it within us. Mm. Um, the therapist is just midwifing the healing that's already there. I love that principle, really, you know, that that the body knows, really trusting ourselves, trusting our clients' process. Yeah, and another thing that's kind of along those lines that we think about um, in this particular modality is that everybody's born whole. And any traumas that happen might have created fractures in the whole, but the wholeness is still there. Um, mm. We're not here to fix somebody. We're just always holding the wholeness that's here and hopefully helping people feel that wholeness themselves that, that's there. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. That's how I really hold trauma healing. Yeah. Yeah. And that really helps because we need to get out of our own way as clinicians a lot of times and just let spirit and wholeness and the healing that's already there just come, come through us, through the client, into the field. And that's what we're there for. What, what would you say is one of the, the biggest things you learned, either in session or just studying this work? Mm, I love that question. I think it's, this is so basic, but I'm so passionate about this, which is that it's all going to happen in the soil of love. Mm. The container of like loving compassion and care mm. and celebration of the client. If that's there, healing will happen. And how, how does this show up in your personal life? Mm-hmm. I love that question. One amazing, fabulous, wonderful perk about being a therapist is that you have therapist friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of presence and love and connection. And I mean, I'm just so grateful and blessed to have that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that way, entering this field has really supported my ability to slow down and be in my body and there's something so beautiful about even being with somebody that can just take up the space to slow down. Because mm-hmm. I think when we're caregivers and we've you know, spent a lot of our lives thinking about everybody else and not ourselves, 
we feel like we need to stay fast in a way. Or, I mean, I felt like I did in order to not bore people or lose people. Mm. But actually learning, it's okay, and actually good modeling to just slow down and to just feel yourself before you respond, to just go inside, take some time, feel the back of your body, feel your whole body, and then respond from a more authentic place. I think that creates more ability to be intimate with your loved ones if you can really feel yourself. It's such a, it's so beautiful what you're saying. And it's so simple yet courageous, I Mm. think. Because we live in a world where the faster you can be, think about in class as a kid, who knows the answer? It's better if you can respond really fast (laughs) or in a meeting. It's Mm -hmm. better if you can have a sharp answer to give your supervisor, right? right? It it looks good. Or if you're in an argument, if you can respond right away with the the best comeback, right? you know? And so, I think it takes a lot of courage to slow down. Yes, yeah, it does. And and it's not really honored in our culture, so so some people I come across are embarrassed that they're slow. And, and I just think it's... That's true. Yeah, I think I, I really always want to tell them it's a beautiful healing thing that you can be slow. You know, and, and it allows you... Because our bodies um, are slower frequency than our brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that Bonnie said in one of the Oh, really? Yeah, Bonnie Bainbridge-Cohen. She said, in order to feel our body, we really need to slow down our thoughts. Uh, I think people would really be able to relate to that, Mm -hmm. right? That our thoughts are so fast and we're not feeling our body and we actually have to like take a breath or maybe meditate and do a visualization before we can actually fill our bodies. Yeah, so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the breath is the only part of our autonomic nervous system that we can actually shift and change and use as a doorway into the rest. Yeah, that's why it's so powerful to just slow down and take that breath. Are you doing this kind of work with kids or or Mm -hmm. couples? Um, I have taught couples to do touch on each other. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, once there was some trauma and I supported one of the partners in, in doing touch on the other partner, the, actually a couple times, that was the reason. Um, and then just also because things can get very heady in couples counseling. Yeah. So that's another way to kind of bring it back into the body. And to help support people in learning how to be together rather than doing to each other. To mm-hmm. just how does it feel to just be together in this very kind of light, subtle way. Are you doing any relational somatic healing trainings? Yeah, we're going to be What's... doing an online one, actually, starting, I think, in February, March of next year, mm-hmm. since we're not going to be offering in, in-person trainings quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be teaching more of the therapeutic communication, the theoretical orientation piece of relational somatic healing online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be offering the in-person trainings once it's safe to be in person again. And we'll, we'll keep updating the website, which is relationalsomatichealing.com. And you can come check out what we're doing, and we'll, we'll be updating. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And where can people get a hold of you? Mm, okay. Um, so you're welcome to come to my website. I actually do have, like, two openings right now. That's um, rare, guys. <laughs> Erica stays packed, okay? So... <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, it's true. But, but I do have a few openings. I really like to focus on working in the LGBTQ, um, sex, other sexual minorities, and sex worker communities, but I'm also open to working with everybody. And my website is ericaelenaberman.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Erica. Thank you. This has been really lovely and wonderful to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Therapy and the Body. To get in touch with me about trainings or private sessions, email lujohnsontherapy at gmail.com. To learn more about how I work with couples and individuals, visit my website at lujohnsontherapy.com. Lou is spelt with an L-U.